Didn't that one VTuber streamer get banned or whatever? Picante? Code Miko. Oh. I've, I forgot to tell you, I've been streaming as a VTuber now. I got huge titty. <laughs> <laughs> I have huge titty. Not even titties, titty. What's good, man? It's your boy, Juicy J, man. Shout out to Virtual Homework Podcast. Bah. Welcome to the the podcast. The uh, yeah, I left him hanging on that one. I'm like, he's doing the intro this time. <laughs> and look what happened. I went, bah. But yeah, this is the virtual homework podcast featuring Dana and... Sam. Do you like how we have like a disembobulated fucking break when I'm like, and Dana and... Well, okay, I, li- I like it. It's like a Mad Lib podcast. Actually, that'd be a way better idea than our podcast. We take, we take Mad Lib suggestions from the, the listeners and then we just, you know... There we go. That's it. And then every, I mean, mine would just be poop, ass, fart, tits, baba booey. Like I say, the best content on the <laughs> internet. I mean, we don't even have to change the name. Virtual homework. The homework this time is on the Mad Lib. It'd be better than like being on like page three of Google results because like every single other thing is is like actual virtual homework. When help. I like, search virtual homework podcast, where are the people that come up? I would hope we're the people who come up in that case. That'd be really bad if we were not <laughs> we're on like page on third one. Page. <laughs> what if like what if like fucking Seth Rogan just made the virtual homework podcast? Like made his own podcast and it was called that and it's like got so much more popular. I'd be really sad, but I would at least think we could like contact Seth Rogan and like get something out of it, you know? Like he would find the humor in that, the the existential dread us as a podcast would face. Or what if he was just like Hey, I'm fucking. You have to remove all your shit from the internet forever, or I'm like suing you. <laughs> Seth, yeah, it's the opposite. He's like, you guys were here before me, but I am fucking Seth Rogen. I mean, he's he's been sassy on Twitter at least. Exactly. I, he 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 went up against Ted Cruz, my hero, and uh, uh, so you are. That's not even something to joke about. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Ted no, I Cruz didn't is the, the Zodiac killer. Okay. Yeah. They actually did you hear about them getting the like code of one of the Z- yeah, Zodiac yeah, messages yeah. like they like relatively dis- recently after like fifty years. Yeah, they like deciphered some of his, his like riddle. Like he had like a fucking encrypted message or some shit. Uh, I remember reading it, but I don't remember what it actually said. So Yeah, it was some it was like it, it wasn't actually something that mattered. It was just like I was in awe of the fact like it was so unbelievably complicated and they solved it and it took like an algorithm that did like billions of, of calculations. Anyway, we are so off track right now. This is the virtual homework podcast. We talk about video games, video game news, Dana's uh stupid ass uh uh I don't know, haircut. What what, what would you say is stupid you? ass? What, on what's you? wrong with my haircut? At least I Nothing. have hair. I'm just like I'm just like looking at him and I'm at least like, I have hair, I... Mr. Baby Hat. Yeah, okay. I'm wearing a hat that is uh you would probably see it on a baby. Like it's like basically one of those bonnets. I, I look like a badass. Uh, I've always been a badass. But no, I was looking at you. I'm like, what can I make fun of? Even though like there's nothing to make fun of on Dana. Dana's there's a lot to make fun of. I literally being. have like the worst mustache right now. I'm trying to grow a mustache. Oh yeah, I should have went mustache. I should have <laughs> went mustache. Terrible. It's like instead I'm gonna make you self conscious about something that you don't need to be self conscious about. Speaking of being self conscious, we played a cool game this week. That. Uh, yeah, sure. That's, let's go with that. <laughs> I, my goal for 2021 is to have the worst transitions possible. Well, I mean, like, honestly, is it a bad transition when we're just like, you're digging me out of the deep here by any means possible? <laughs> That's impressive. What did we play this week? We played a, something kind of way out of left field, I, fe- I feel. Yeah, I, I definitely was not predicting this when I was like, oh, I wonder what Dana's going to pick this so week. So we I feel played like a it's game. It's impossible to pick. Yeah, we played a game called Star Sector, which. 
is like an open world post-apocalyptic like futuristic strategy game we kind of like travel around space and like do all this other crazy shit it's kind of like 2d no man's sky yes but like not not that has a terrible implication that i don't think is present here yeah like this is more like you you sell drugs and like take over colonies and fight and murder and you know barter well it's it also just didn't promise to do literally every single thing on the planet and then no. not not do that so like i hate i hate comparing any game to no man's sky even if it is like very similar yeah. uh, genre wise because it's it's a space game where you're going from procedurally ge- it is literally a procedurally generated world yeah. planet to planet yeah, it, it wasn't as shockingly disappointing to the people who were interested in the game, so especially because it was an indie game by about yes. one person, right? Which was? This one. No, this, this is one. actually made by a team of four people. This game has actually been oh, okay. in development for almost nine years. Um, it's been out for about nine years, and they've just been doing free updates for it ever since. It came out in 2013 like like as a uh, beta, but I guess it probably was public before that, right? Yeah, so like I said, it's been about nine years of it being for sale and people being able to play it. F- $15, this is like a wild wildly expansive game surprisingly um yeah so like they they mentioned that this game is not on steam because they want to wait for it to be on steam until it's in a more ready state but have they heard of like early access video games yeah. and how that's like literally like one of the most lucrative like, parts of steam yeah, like they, they're really I, I shooting themselves they, in the foot by not i don't putting think this they here. care i mean like this game has fantastic fantastic reviews i mean we're, so i'm like gushing over it but like i, I kind of want to go over like what the actual fucking gameplay is um to sure go, to go into the actual story of the game basically sometime in the future there's like this futuristic race they have it's like thirty one twenty six or something. Yeah, they have this technology, and then out of nowhere, they like disappear. And then this is two hundred years after that tech- civilization falls or whatever. And you are scraping up the remnants of past technology, and that starts with like warp gates that you guys reactivate to find other parts of the cosmos. And you're pretty much just like finding ships because no one has any idea how any of it fucking works. So you're just like finding ships, you're re-augmenting and uh, repairing them, and basically traveling, doing whatever the fuck you want. I mean, there's like a little bit of a story, but realistically, at the end of the day, you can play this however you want. Um, yeah, it, it really is like open world in the in the most definitive sense. Like you you go from planet to planet. As long as you have the supplies, you could pretty much uh, choose any mission, uh, advance the story any way you want. What something you missed is like yeah, you go from planet to planet doing all this stuff, but a significant significant portion of this game is, is like the uh, battle system yeah. where you go and basically as soon as you run into an enemy you could either choose to like talk to them try to like di- diplomatically uh, yeah. get stuff out of the way I've never actually gotten to the option where you're able to not no, go into it's, combat it's either, it's either you get fucked up or run away the combat is a little probably has a really big fucking learning curve that was probably my biggest difficulty was learning the fucking combat i did the tutorial and everything but yeah this this game is honestly just way too complicated for its own good i thought it's one of those things it's probably me uh because i i'm not interested in like mobas i'm not interested in like a lot of these like rts games and i feel like that's because of the learning curve and just like the complicated mechanics and how everything interacts with each other is just not something i'm willing to go through i like games where i could start off and kind of like mindlessly snowball into a story 
story into a gameplay mechanism. But uh, the combat in this game was especially difficult. There is a three-part tutorial on learning how to do combat, which when you think of, like, I don't know, you're a spaceship shooting another spaceship, you wouldn't expect it to be super no, complicated, it's like but it is. unbelievably uh, complicated as far as positioning for your ships, augmenting your ships. You have a fleet of ships that you can switch between, uh, setting up actions for them. Um, you're positioning how you move. Like, it's... It's an unbelievable amount of stuff. And then the, t- the problem with the tutorial, it gives you like 50 different button commands on your keyboards that do different things, which like control three or F or R or T or, you know, control T or whatever, uh, that they just kind of like gloss over super quickly and you're expected to memorize yeah, everything, <laughs> all of them. Um, I remember, I remember, oh, V for vent. Yes. There we go. There we go. I remember that. Good. Yeah, basically. Like control what, three. I'm like, I don't. Yeah. So basically what you can do is most ships have three different attacks. You have like a gun, you have a missile, and then you have um, like a, a laser beam. You can make it so it auto laser beams enemies if you go near them and stuff like that. You can, uh, there's near limitless customization with the ships. I think there's like 700 different ships or something like completely ridiculous. And you can edit them with hundreds of different weapons and where you put these weapons, strategies and stuff like that. Um, there's like certain abilities that like augment and uh, change with each other. Like I, I was reading, uh, watching this video and this guy had um, a ship that would phase into like another dimension. So you can like dodge shit. But what he would do is he would drop bombs on himself as he did that, so he would just run into enemies, uh, dropping bombs on himself, then phase in another direction, and then the bombs would just explode and just kill everything. Like it, it's, it was quite cool to watch. Like what, like some of like the later uh, people are doing with it. This definitely very much so seems like a game that you would enjoy only after getting like twenty hours into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like I mean, like I, I'm not gonna rag too much on the on the format of this podcast, but this is a game that you really have to be enthusiastic for going in for yeah. you to really get. Like, I can't just be like, "Oh, you're looking for a new game? Why don't you try this?" It's like, "Oh, you know that's, what?" That's okay. literally like, what happened to me. Like, I was talking to one of my yeah. guildies. He's like, "Yo, this is one of my favorite games." I'm like, "Okay." It's. I feel like you have to be passionate about the genre, passionate about like space exploration. I am gonna be completely honest. Like, I could not get into this game at all. I played. I played probably like three or four hours. I like tried yeah. different things. There's also missions which are basically just individual battle sequences uh that you could use and i think that actually did improve my my uh battling in this game but Mm -hmm. just the overall level of complexity of this game um struggle with the fact that like i thought it had a relatively difficult learning curve and maybe it's because i'm bad at resource management based games like uh, i i always found myself in lego rock raiders uh, which is my favorite RTS. Uh, <laughs> legitimately, I love that game. I played that all the time as a kid. I would always struggle with like managing the resources. Like it's it just, it's just not the game for me. I tried and I failed like a lot. Probably had to restart three times relatively early. Oh like, yeah, th- this, this is definitely a game you need to restart over and over and over to like learn and stuff like that. It's really hard to put down how the game it runs so i can just give an example of like one of the situations i ran into basically what happened was i was on a random ass planet after doing a couple missions and uh, i went to a bar and i talked to some random guy and he was like hey if you want to make some money go to this pirate outpost you know pick up some legal shit so you're picking up drugs and you know aftermarket organs and stuff like that so i'm like sure cool i can make some big money doing this so i do that i get this stuff and then on my way back so there's this thing called the transponder beacon uh which lets everyone know who you are what your deal is and stuff like that 
basically it gives them free reign to come up to you and inspect you and do whatever. So I forgot to turn mine off as I was going back into, I guess, because uh, the bar I found was in like, you know, positive territory, you know, like a faction I had good standing with. And uh, they immediately searched me and found all these drugs and uh, illegally harvested <laughs> organs and just fucking killed the shit out of me. <laughs> like <laughs> Those are my organs. OK, yeah. come on. Come on. I just keep them outside. I, and, and the game is just it's abound with. Way. Like super stupid shit like that, or uh, another situation I came into was uh, there's this thing called hyperspace, which allows you get from galaxy to galaxy. I was in the middle of hyperspace and I see a distress beacon, uh, and I go to it, and there is a ship, uh, and they're all infected with this virus. I didn't realize until I was on it, and it infects everyone on my ship. And we was all- it COVID? Got to keep it topical. Yes, it was COVID. It was COVID. There we go. <laughs> and we all died. He's, and my game he's ended. Like, he's like, I, fuck. My, I, I, I lost two thirds of my fleet there. Um, so, I mean, like, this game is completely, like, it, it's insane. There's so much, like, once you get more advanced into it, there's a million different factions. You can colonize planets. You can make your own faction. You know, you can start your own economy. You can do things like uh, turn everybody on your economy to robots. Like, you can do, like, the, the customization is endless on this. If you are someone that can get super in-depth in this type of game, do it. If not, then it, this takes a very specific person uh, to enjoy. Yeah, you mentioned, like, oh, once you get into it, it's like, you're starting you're like already a phd astrophysics it's like oh once you get into it it's like oh it's like once once you devote your entire life to studying the the quark constant like i don't i don't fucking know like this is the type of game that i feel like someone who really likes like those flight simulators like microsoft flight simulator would like it's just like it's very very specific specific is a good word but like you have to follow the rules to a t or else everything will go wrong yeah it's like you have to like this like or like factorio i feel like people See, but you like things like Terraria, which I feel is like resource management and like very in depth and stuff like that. I guess this is just different. I liked it ten years ago. Every single time I try to get back into it, like I, I stop after like two hours. I, I one of the reasons actually one of the reasons why I like Terraria so much is like I played the game before they introduced potion sickness. So this was like super early on in the yeah. game. And like as soon as I couldn't just like spam kill my way through everything, I kinda like didn't get into it. So I don't know. It's it's okay. You're casual. You can say it. I'm a casual when it comes to most games. Like, it takes... Actually, yeah, I'm a casual except for the casual games. Like, I play Mario like a fucking maniac. Like, come on. Mario's not like esports you're the, material. You're, you're, you like casual games, but you're the least casual at them. Yeah, exact. That's actually a really good way to put it. Thank you. Thank you for... Doing, I'm here for doing it. a little bit of the the circle jerking with me. Um, but, I'm I'm definitely gonna play more of this game. I I did not get to play as much as I wanted. I only played like eight or nine hours, but um, I I feel like this is something I can definitely come back to and enjoy a lot of. I am completely the opposite way. I will probably forget about this game and never think about it again. Do you enjoy any parts of it, or was it just like whatever? Um, so I I like I I, I kind of like I. Like, <sighs> Like, as a programmer, I see games a little bit differently, I feel, than a lot of people who don't work in the field. And, like, I could just, like, appreciate a game made by four people that looks very nice and uh, really does what it set out to do very well. Like, from, from what it is, like literally promising you from like a game dev perspective like it it gives you that it yeah. just i didn't want that yeah i didn't order the the fucking chicken liver platter i ordered the chicken tendies and i want those tendies in my mouth what that's how it is that's just how it is <laughs> yeah like i said uh it's you have to be a very specific type of person um i don't, I don't want to say uh, i hate using the term 
simulator, but it's kind of in that same... Uh... You hate it, but you said it. So there we go. Yeah. Dana canceled 2021. Beep, beep that out. I will do no such thing. Actually, I will because I respect you as a person. There we go. Heart to heart conversation. Super... The only reason I might play this game again is because this game is, again, not on Steam. So if I search S on my computer, it's going to say Star Sector because they don't really uninstall things because they have like 20 terabytes of space. Well, aren't you special? And that is quite the flex. I spent my money kind of unwisely. I don't use nearly as much, but now I basically have an unlimited amount of space and that's pretty cool. I did not like, like, this game reminded me of, like, installing a game from the 90s. I'm just, I just want to point, point that out there. Yeah. Yeah, this, this, game, this, is from the this 90s. game has, <laughs> like, it has 98% views for Google users. So, and again, it came out uh, April 26, 2013, I suppose. So I guess that's nine years ago. Well, six, seven. It says, I guess it was in Alpha or something like that, like you said, so. I personally just think, like, from a business perspective, the fact that this isn't on Steam is just stupid on their part. Yeah. Like, just like, put it on Steam. Just put it on Steam. There are way worse games that are unfinished that are like, uh, come on, just put it on Steam. They would make so much more money. I will say, though, this works on Linux, Windows, and Mac. There are very few games that work on all three of those. So you got to give them kudos for a four-man team to make this as available as possible. Want to know what else is for? Actually, no. Is Among Us a three-man team? I was gonna, I was gonna say Among Us is also a four-man team, but I don't even know. I don't even know. When I think of like Among Us, I think of like all these like YouTuber clicks, and I think of like Minecraft. How how often are you browsing Twitter and in your trending tab is like Dream said hi to yeah, his it's like, mom. You know, Dream showed his left testicle. Oh, that I mean, that would actually be news if if ten well, million like, he's sub like, YouTuber. They, we saw his arm today, like. Yeah, it, it's like, literally there was like one, he breathed on stream. I'm like, are you, are, is this really, are like, who do you think I am? Who? How much self-respect do you think I have? Like, I mean, the thing I, is, we're like 30, so it's like, you know, if you were like 12, you'd be like, oh my god, I'm on This is why I'm not as concerned as like some people when they say like machine learning is going to like uh, take, like it's going to turn into a singularity and then it's going to take over the world. Because like they still, like for like I'm looking at my trending tab on Twitter right now because of course I'm looking at Twitter instead of like Let's see. focusing on you. And I see Hand Sam Dude, Minecrafter streamer Sam, that's me, uh, known as Awesome dude revealed his face on dream smp and the consensus is that he's a handsome dude with a sporty pretty boy face with thirty four thousand tweets why is that being sent to me like it's something i give any shit because fucking like 13 year olds love no no but that's that's what i'm saying like this is not an issue that I like when you think of machine learning, you think of like them putting like the absolute most uh, mechanical touches like like you three years ago searched that you might need uh, this kind of towel. And they're like, oh, he searched that because he actually has uh, a sweat gland that's overactive in his left eyebrow. And because of that, he might want this like specific hat that's good for people with the left eyebrow. It's like, oh, like it's not that it's like, oh, you like video games. Here's a uh, hashtag about some guy, YouTube. Yeah, guy I think they could get watch. better with it. Like, I think they're just showing what's trending in general and not really what's directed at you. Maybe well, they, like okay. it, it probably has some sort of tag like gaming. You look at gaming content, like the you know, in the you can, vaguest you know you can of see terms. that, right? Like you can see your uh, Google advertiser profile and like see what it what it like considers. Like how do you... I do that? My, mine's just like anal, 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 anal. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you you know what you like, dude? Bell Deafine feet. <laughs> oh my god. Twenty-five to thirty-four years old. Okay. Male action adventure okay. films, action and platform games, adventure games. 
American football. I don't give a fuck about <laughs> that. You could take that off. Turn off. He's he's curating his ads right now, as as any do gooder should. Andro Android apps. I don't give a fuck about that. Anime and manga. Yeah, dude. Augmented and virtual reality. I don't care. This is this is literally what um, Google thinks of you from like years of research. So like that's why I'm not concerned about like the machine learning. Uh, machine learning is powerful. Bars, bars and clubs and nightlife. I guess I'm yeah, up all can, night, I guess. Gotta spend that time with a club. Bedding and bed linens? I do yeah, love, you're just, like, beds. Every week, a new sheet. I keep talking to you. It's like, what? what is he putting on his bed today? F- I'm just gonna go down Ooh. some of the flowers. Ooh. Greeting cards. What? Greeting cards? Um, How often are you... You've never sent me a card, dude. Mass merchants <laughs> mass and murders. department stores. And department stores. No, this is all fucking stupid. Like, I don't... I'm not into, like, any of this. There's like things I'm interested in, but it's like I'm telling you, it's not. I machine learning is a powerful tool, and I've seen machine learning used for cool things. But I feel like every single time a company touts machine learning as like like I work in a field where like machine learning is constantly touted as like oh you should buy a proprietary product because machine learning is like the future, and it's like you don't do shit. Yeah, but it's like I feel like it ha- it hasn't got to the point where it's giving us enough pointed information. Granted, if you if you look at my list of things that's curated for me, a lot of it like I like there's a large portion of it things that I am interested in to me. So they're getting they're getting there, you know? And I imagine a percentage of those ads are targeted uh, and are clicked on, but I mean the problem is, is like if you look at my age group, like all of us have like ad block. Yeah, you don't realize it, but you're probably like like hyper sleep screaming a lot of these ad profiles, like all this shit they say you're not interested in, like American football. You know you're screaming about the Pittsburgh Steelers every single night, right? Um, I like hope four not. in the morning you just say Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't have. I don't. I don't I have anything. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know, I don't know anything. I don't. I don't know, know where to go. I don't know with the this. first thing about sports. Like I actually am like vehemently against sports. I fucking hate yeah, sports. Yeah, I like. Actually. Of course you are. You're a fucking uh, Blizzard gamer. You're a redditor, man. You're just like whatever. I'm but better. What than I you. am interested in. Do you want me to tell you? I'm interested in esports. That's where oh, things are really. Important. Come on. You said you were gonna do bad transitions, and that was relatively smooth. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Fuck, fucking, uh, I do have some a little bit of esports news. Uh, someone named Lighty, he is well known in the World of Warcraft community for doing uh, dungeons super, super fast. And World of Warcraft has this tournament almost every year called the Mythic Dungeon Invitational, where you qualify by doing dungeons as fast as possible, as difficult as possible. Um, and their team frequently goes very, very far in this tournament. However, this year he decided, I'm not doing this. I'm going to play Path to Exile, it said. Because the problem with Blizzard games is they do not pay shit. Like, he's basically going to make t- like $2,000 for like six months of playing every day, or he can play Path of Exile for a week and make like 10 grand. You know? Yeah, there's a lot of streamers, and it's not just Blizzard games, but especially Blizzard games that basically just say, hey, esports is cool, but it's extremely stressful, and I make a lot more money not doing esports. So even though this game is my passion, I will just focus on the streaming aspect because that's how I actually can uh, further my career. Well, so like what I'm referring to in um, Path of Exile is that they have their own esports community. So they have like races to see who can get the like the max level first, who can kill 
this certain boss first and stuff like that, and then there's huge, huge cash rewards to do it because this stuff is like impossible. So he's not quitting to esports do. to become a streamer. He's quitting Blizzard esports to do Path of Exile esports. Yes, because it's like it, it's like you know how all like those Magic streamers quit Magic to play Hearthstone back in the day because like you made no money off. Yeah, of it? but there's also the fact that like so I've heard this so many times. I I watched at some point a lot of constructed Hearthstone and. The big thing, every single Hearthstone, like, esports person is like, yeah, don't do Hearthstone esports, just stream Hearthstone instead, because even though I enjoyed this game competitively, it has not been worth it, I spent so much time, and, like, I have not been rewarded You don't get anything out of it. Yeah, so... Well, that's why you see people like Crypt, like, he barely does tournaments or anything nowadays, he just plays, like, shit for fun nowadays, because he has enough of a following. Yeah, I, like, I feel like Blizzard really, I mean, like... I don't watch a lot of esports. Like I, I will watch high level play in certain games, but that's not like esports. I don't really watch like tournaments in in the games that I play. Yeah, and I feel like maybe that's Blizzard realizing that the esports. Like I, I do, I do see both sides in that. Like I think that esports is overhyped what? as like an audience. Like esports is very different than traditional. Okay, maybe not traditional sports. But like Well, but but here we're we're saying this though. But if you look at the viewership for some of these Fortnite and League of Legends tournaments, it's like upwards of a million people watching this. This is like more people watching this than fucking like football events and stuff like that like this is like huge and they're like and the problem is at the same time these tournaments have like hundreds if not millions of dollars of payout and prize so do you think blizzard looks at this shit companies that make blizzard makes just as much money as these other companies makes just as much as these other games and they're like oh we're gonna pay out two thousand dollars like what the fuck is that you know yeah I mean, like the thing is like they're decreasing the uh esports presence that they currently have like hearthstone the example i have they like put all their heart their esports on like youtube and like it killed the scene but like i don't i feel like esports people really they they talk about like oh brands promoting esports etc etc like blizzard doesn't really care about their esports division but like i feel like people really don't realize how like hit or miss it is like as soon as a game comes out you kind of know it's going to be an esports uh like thing Dude, right fall guys esports like it's it's like it's due to the actual popularity of the game more than it is like the games willingness to invest in esports like fall guys like sure they actually have like if a, if a company sees well, something is popular the, they're gonna like they're gonna like say you know well, we the, roll the thing it. about the, uh, the thing about that though is that world of warcraft is the number one mmo that ever will be you mm-hmm. know and on top of that hearthstone is the number one card game that ever will be yet they still don't do prize so it's not like these are you know indie games that don't have a following i mean like hundreds of millions of people play these games All right, so let, let me let me make a coherent point here because i've said like the same thing over and over again in different ways i you could have a popular game but i feel like it's pretty clear to see if it's going to be a very popular esport from the get-go i feel like hearthstone yeah. esports while they were relatively popular i think that blizzard knows that no matter what uh hearthstone well there's two parts of this one Hearthstone esports will never be the next big thing. Like even when Hearthstone esports no. was big, like it wouldn't rival the likes of like CS:GO, and that was just apparent from like the esports scene in the beginning. Yeah. Well, the the biggest thing in in I see in like uh, Blizzard game uh, esports is that it's hard for someone on the outside to know what the fuck is going on. Like you hear the casters going like, "Oh my god, you did this, you did that, you did that," and it's like unless you're intimately involved with these games, you're like, "I don't understand at all what the heck fucking happened." But if you're watching CS:GO and you see a crazy ass shot. 
you you could have never played a first person shooter in your life, and you're like, holy shit, that was fucking nuts. I you know? disagree in that. Like, I think they're both on equal playing field of like not having any idea what's going on. Like, you can see a shot in CS:GO, you can see like a someone get obliterated in Hearthstone. That's like the same really uh, core feeling. I remember when Hearthstone, not Hearthstone. I remember when CS:GO. Uh, went on TBS under E-League, and it literally did worse than Big Bang Theory reruns that play it on the same time slot. And I like correct that on on traditional TV. But if you compare that to like the viewership it gets online, I like I don't think e- e- esports has a place in on like traditional media. I just don't. I think it should exist only on online because the people who watch it and consume it are are going to be on their computer anyway. No, but like I I wasn't trying to make the point that it deserves to be on traditional TV. I was just saying that the traditional TV audience is probably people who've never seen CS:GO. Well, like we're both we played CS:GO at one point. Like I don't think it's a fair comparison because we So 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 when I say you've never played it or or seen it, I mean like people in the gaming sphere that may not be intimately knowledgeable of like the inner workings of the game. They could have seen it, you know, maybe their friends played or something like that versus like something a like Hearthstone and World of Warcraft. You have to actively play these games to know what the fuck is going on when these casters are screaming like, oh my god, what the fuck? I can't believe we did that, blah blah blah. You have to be intimately knowledgeable of the mechanics versus CSGO is like point gun shoot that was crazy I don't know, you know? I completely disagree I, like, I, I tried watching uh, CSGO well, I think you're a fucking piece of shit okay there we go end of the podcast like I'm not just talking this episode I'm just talking about the entire podcast it's done it's done. Du- he's called me a piece of shit what am I supposed to do I'm supposed to continue the podcast with this fucking heathen this fucking terrible human being hold on oh my the dude <laughs> he farted into the mic you're not gonna hear it i'm not gonna subject you all to that but it was the worst thing i've ever heard in my life patreon only patreon only yeah that's gonna be the only clip on our patreon except for our you could download our virtual calendar where we're both shirtless and i don't know it's gonna be great dude can we have a sexy calendar yeah let's do it virtual calendar if we're gonna talk about blizzard because i feel like this esports conversation is going nowhere and if you really want my opinions just Email me at spicysnes at gmail.com. Email me, say, hey, what's your opinion? And I'll I'll answer on anything. You tell me, like, some then, controversial issue. You say, like, what's your opinion on uh, uh, abortions? And I'll be like, you know what? Let's get into this. And then you pretty soon you'll see, like, I'll... Well, I'll what about my opinions? You can you can email me at spicydana at grinder.com. There we go. You heard it here first. I don't... I don't... <laughs> hey, see what happens when you email that. But, like... I will send you a 45-page, single-spaced, size, type font 8, Times New Roman document regarding my opinions on literally anything. Don't hold me to it, but I I do want to see at least one email. That would be pretty funny. If we're going to talk about Blizzard games, you have to talk about the fact that Blizzard... Is like now the developer of Tony Hawk. No, so I know what what's happened. Going but on. I just thought it was. Yeah, funny. yeah, that's that's fucking. <laughs> so basically, what's happening is the uh, studio behind like the uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater series, uh, who is a company that is you know owned by Activision. Why are you running batteries <laughs> on your face? Charging up. <laughs> 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 I can't breathe. <laughs> Alright, uh continue, man. <laughs> um, uh, 
Blizzard has acquired um, a company that was under the umbrella of Activision. Uh, oh, God, the name escapes me. Vicarious Visions. Yeah, Vicarious Visions has been acquired by Blizzard. Um, basically, a lot of Blizzard teams within the past couple years have dis- been dismantled, and they're going to work together on Blizzard games. Most uh, notoriously known is the Warcraft 3 uh, Remastered, which did fucking terribly because it was released terribly and was missing a lot of the original uh, things that people liked about Reforged. it. Reforged. Uh, correct. Um, that team got disbanded uh, late last year, and a lot of them either left the company and the people that are left are going to be working with this new team to hopefully make sure the um, Diablo 2 uh, Reforged, whatever the fuck it's called, Remastered, uh, that's going to be coming out, which I'm very, very excited for, uh, is up to snuff. Yeah. Um, people are, are like, really worried about this, but I, I don't know. I'm not worried about this at all, because I feel like people, like, really skip the part where, like, yeah, they were owned by Activision, and they're moving to... Bl- like, literally... They were part of Activision Blizzard under the Activision side, and they're moving over to yeah. the Blizzard side. It's like, what, these people still exist, and they made a good Tony Hawk Pro Skater remaster. It's not like a yeah. huge-ass deal. Like, people are saying, like, oh, they're no. going to the Blizzard graveyard. I'm like, I don't know. It's still a, their own team based out in Albany, New York. I don't think most of Blizzard's there. Yeah. It's not like they're going to, like... If anything, they have more to work with now. Yeah, I was thinking the biggest news about this is that they're making a Diablo 2 remake. I had no idea. Yeah, I am very excited for that. To be honest, I might ask you to play that because have you've never played a Diablo game, right? Diablo was the first rated M game I owned, and I got it for a really? birthday. Uh, like I remember, I was in like fifth grade, and my my friend was not my friend. I'm some Diablo one or Diablo two. It probably it was Diablo two, like two thousand two. Yeah. Okay, so it was probably actually Diablo 2 was my first rated M game, and someone got it for me for my birthday when I was in, like, fourth grade. And I remember like specifically my parents not letting me, like, it was, like, my birthday gift, but I was not allowed to play it, so I did not play it. If you didn't know, that's my favorite online game of all time. I could see I it. Think, it's a fucking I, nerd, I think Diablo. Know? I think Diablo 2 is the best game of all time, I would say, as far as an online experience uh and what it entails maybe we'll play it or maybe we'll play uh Diablo. i'm actually more interested to see you play something like diablo immortal i've played diablo immortal well that's what i mean is because we've discussed diablo immortal and like people who are very much so into the diablo community are like oh this is gonna suck blah 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 blah. but how i know that how i know that game is going to do well is because you someone who's never played a game like that said it was so much fun. Like, yeah. I remember you saying it was a fantastic experience. So that's how I know. Got a free uh, to... Nintendo Switch bag out of it, too. It's pretty dope. Really? Yeah, because uh, Diablo 3 was coming to the Switch, and they're like, oh, if you play Diablo Immortal, we'll give you a Switch bag. And I got it. it. BlizzCon is the best, and anyone who like is like, oh, Blizzard hasn't made a good game in eight years, I'd be like, that's a specific number. But I mean, Shadowlands is literally... A fantastic game. It's a fun convention. I've never had more fun in a convention, and I've been to a lot of them. So, what I'm trying to say... Blizzard haters are big dum-dums? Yeah, Blizzard haters are big dum-dums. Thank you for saving me there. Speaking of dum-dums, what did Xbox do this week? They pooped the bed. They pooped the bed. They said, you know what? Nintendo Switch, people got upset when they said they're going to charge $20 for their online service. Let's make our online service $120 fucking dollars. And it's like, everyone's like, no. <laughs> no, what are, you, no. what are you doing? And you had to, and you had to have that service to play any of their free games. So yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, holy shit. Are you serious? $120. 
Uh, and then they, like, four days later, because everyone was so pissed off, they quickly reverted it, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, you know that was a calculated decision, though. Like, I feel like there's all these situations where, like, a company will announce something and be like, oh, we didn't realize the community would be so upset about this. We're going to we're gonna revert it. You know that, like, at a, at a team at Microsoft is like, we're going to announce this. If there is X amount of negative tweets in, in X amount of hours, we are going to rescind it. And they're like, oh, we're... Yeah, because cause then they look good. They're like, oh, look, they're, th- they're thinking about us. Boop, they boop, look boop. good, you know, like, but they also, like, it's a calculated, like, oh, the negative PR from introducing this is, like, is is offset by the amount of dollars we've, we make, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. I, like, they have this all calculated. I personally just don't see how prices for online services are going to increase. Like, $120 a year, that's, like, $10 a month to be able to play Xbox online is definitely way too much money, especially on a platform like Xbox, where I don't know a single person who's excited to own an Xbox Series X. In fact, the fact that I understand the name of the new console is impressive. Like, most people don't. They're just, like, PS5 or bust. I actually, I actually have conversations about this with people, and it's like, what reason really is there to buy a PS5 and... Or like Xbox Series X or whatever the fuck it's called right now. And I'm like, I like went to one of my friends. I was like, so what's one exclusive game on the PlayStation Five Bugs that next. isn't? Yeah, just Bugs Next. Like that's it. Like, like I was joking. And people but are sure. like, <laughs> that actually is the one yeah. exclusive that isn't on like PS4 or something like that. Yeah, everyone's worse on PS4. Yeah, you can play it on PC or whatever. But like my mentality is, is everyone's like buying scalp PS5s. Like they need it right now, and it's like, well, there's just like really no reason to. Yeah, have yeah. Any, and, any any console on launch is going to be stupid. But like, especially when Xbox says specifically that like these games are also going to run on Microsoft uh, Windows. Like, there's no like every single there's game. No, what reason? Do yeah, I have? yeah. Every single game on Xbox One that was exclusive, eventually, like not every single game, but like very like ninety nine percent of games on Xbox One came to the PC eventually. Like, I remember I felt like a badass for getting like Raiden Five or whatever, like this one shmup that was like only on Japanese Xbox Ones. Like, and no one buys the Xbox One in Japan, so it was like it's really obscure game. No. But it, even that eventually came to PC. Like. Really, Xbox shot themselves in the foot by making their platform more accessible because, like, I don't see anyone that's getting an Xbox One or, or Xbox Series X because I, of that. I, I think that's intentional, though. I think they want to get away from the console market. I don't. I don't disagree. I feel like they actually want to sell Windows machines. Like people say that co- that console exclusives are anti-consumer, and I do agree with that. But like, there's there's a reason to buy a Nintendo Switch. There's a reason to buy a ps5 there will be no reason to buy a series x ever no well here's the thing though i feel like there's more reason to buy a switch than either of those because the thing about switch is none of those games are going to be on pc not a single one of those games are going to be on pc Switch is that you're so biased because you own one well but it's like the thing about ps5 or xbox is like 90 percent of those games are going to be on pc if i want to play them you know yeah no i 100 percent agree with you i just wanted to to pull your chain man i i don't know i just feel like i understand inflation is a real thing and the fact that like games are $70 should surprise no one because games have been $60 since like the beginning of the Xbox 360 like really for 12 years games have been $60 and now games are $70 but so the difference I see now though is that games back then were like 60 hour experiences versus they're like four or five hour experiences nowadays for some games for some are you talking about man I I disagree entirely but there are a lot of games that are long now but there are a lot of games that are significantly shorter than games that used to came that used to come Name one that's sixty dollars that that that's like five hours. Um, Call of Duty campaign mode. The thing is, like, I don't, I don't think it's <laughs> fair to to judge a triple A multiplayer game on that. Like, 
they they I play for the story. If you play Call of Duty for the story, I'm sorry, but like that's they are literally bu- selling that game for like 99% online audience. Like I would not consider yeah, that a my, five my... hour game just because the game is campaign five hours. I can't think of games off the top of my head because I put myself on the spot, but I, I know that there's AAA games that have come out in the past couple of years that have been incredibly short. No, what I what I was gonna say is that like I, I feel like it was justified to go from sixty to seventy dollars. In fact, it probably should be a little bit more considering the actual amount of dev work that goes into these games. But Absolutely. The thing I don't think they make enough money. The thing about the online services is that I feel like online services are becoming less and less of like a luxury. Really. It's a necessity. Yeah. It's a necessity. It's the literal only way to play these games. A lot well, of the like, time. Like think of the thing about like, for example, like cyberpunk, if you don't have an internet connection, you literally cannot play cyberpunk. Like you can't play offline. So it's like, if you can't bring your buddy, your Xbox to grandma's house or PlayStation to grandma's house and play cyberpunk because you don't have an internet connection. Like what the fuck? Yeah. So what I'm saying is like, not only are these games more and more dependent on the internet, but like the, the idea of a game being connected to the internet is so no longer a novel concept that the, the fact that like you have online connectivity services, they should be cheaper, not more expensive. Like it doesn't. Yeah. The inflation argument does not make sense. There's a reason why like people like I'm actually like kind of I'm I kind of like I'm annoyed that like Nintendo Switch Online, especially how shitty it is, costs twenty bucks. Like it should be free, but like twenty bucks is twenty bucks. A hundred twenty dollars to use yeah. Xbox services is it's so insane. fucking. Wait, so stupid. Nintendo's twenty bucks a year, yeah, right? Twenty bucks a year. To me, that's completely reasonable. That is unbelievably like I I think I think it's reasonable because they have to make some sort of money, and we have all those free Super Nintendo games and NES games. Nintendo makes so much money on exclusives. Like these games wouldn't be where they were without the ability to play on. Like Animal Crossing, all those things cost money. Like all those servers and everything cost cost money. money, But like like, I, I literally work in servers. I know they do not cost nearly as much money as the regular consumer thinks. And the reason why they're able to price this, but we can. So let's say they're they're mandated that they have to price it. Would you agree that twenty dollars, if it was mandated, they have to price it, would be somewhat reasonable for an entire year? Exactly. So it's like a hundred twenty, even fifty nine ninety nine or two hundred dollars, one hundred twenty dollars a year is fucking insane. It, it is. I think yeah. nobody should be complaining at twenty dollars. Like I, I just want to hammer home the point where like a lot of these games literally would not be like there would be no enjoyment if you couldn't play these games online. So like the fact that you have to pay for the enjoyment, you're like. Like, you have to pay for the game outright, but then, like, to actually make the yeah. game an enjoyable game, you have to pay an extra service. Like, I feel like these companies should be, like, begging you to be online rather than you having to pay them. Like, the fact that, like, yeah. they thought uh, you could, so, they could charge $120 for online is so stupid. Oh, my yeah, God. It's, 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 like, you got to kind of wonder who makes that kind of decision. Like, some, like, old person, like, the all the way top who's just like, that's a good no, idea. No, no. This is Microsoft. It was a team of 40 people. You know, it's, like, some massive, like, marketing push. But it's, like, w- like what was their I, – I'm I just trying to think because Microsoft from the con- consumer side, my understanding is it doesn't do too well. But they're, like, like one of the fifth top – like, fifth most grossing companies in the world from, like, their – um commercial side it's the idea of like any other situation like this where basically oh the backlash if it doesn't exceed x threshold we're gonna do it and the money we make off the change is gonna yeah uh, so it, it had nothing to do with consumers they were just like hey we can make more money or not we'll just see what happens yeah if we're if we're like going into like the uh, fuck consumers argument did you watch that crow cat video that i sent you i did not yet no no okay so i don't know do you... we can pause so i can watch it real quick no it's 40 fucking minutes oh god <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's like a fucking like documentary. Uh, do you know Croquette? Croquette is actually probably uh, top three. I'm not going to say he's my favorite because there's a lot of YouTubers out there, but he's definitely one of my favorite YouTubers because he is just so visceral in the videos he makes. Do you know who, do you know who my favorite YouTuber is? Markiplier. I'm so tempted to just end the podcast right there. I know it, it wouldn't <laughs> even be that bad, but like I, I gotta, I gotta continue this conversation. I'll let you continue. The <laughs> I'm I'm just fucked by that. Crowcat is a YouTuber who specifically he's like fucking cracking. Crowcat's a YouTuber who specifically uses footage from the people he's like eviscerating to eviscerate them. Uh, he yeah. made he he made like. He got popular videos like, oh, like GTA 4 is better than GTA 5. And like he would compare like fighting physics from GTA oh, 4. I, you know what? I think I saw clips of this. Is this where he'd like um, take clips from like what the uh, producers and devs said? And then it would cut to like them saying stuff later. They're like, oh, we're going to have customization on the cars. And then they have an interview like right before it comes out. And they're like, so about that car customization, like, yeah, there's no customization. You can just change the car. Yeah, like that yeah, that or, like, they'll actually show gameplay footage versus what they said. And the yeah. the the uh, easiest to I compare, he it. made a No Man's Sky video a while ago, but uh, it was, like, it showed, like, the extreme lies said in interviews versus, like, what was happening. And, like, it really made me yeah, lose sympathy I, I, for I, the... I think I've seen about half of it because streamers were, were watching yeah, it and the, stuff like so that. So the thing is, Crowcat kind of, he doesn't make videos often, but he was making videos a lot more often than now. Like this is his first video in a year. He he's been out oh, of well. retirement for a year to make this video, and it was a forty-minute evisceral hit piece on cyberpunk. And I was just like, I, I, originally, I was like, okay, this game, this game was ambitious, it's... but it was glitchy. And this is very different. This is like showing what they promised, even this year, like twenty twenty versus what they yep. delivered. And it is upsetting. Like, I've lost nearly all my sympathy for the developers of this game. And, like, I like CD Projekt Red in that, like, The Witcher was an amazing game. But it's so easy to lose ill will when you don't give yourself any sympathy. These are now. Do you think do you feel bad? You you're, you don't feel bad for the devs now, or do you think they just didn't have a choice? I don't feel bad for the devs, but it's because. The fact, like, the fact is, like, like, do you, uh, do you, I truly believe they wanted to have all these things in there. Like, that's the scope of the game. They want it to be the certain way, but they just could not feasibly do it without, like, another, like, two years of time. Working in a software development position, there is obviously software development and marketing. And, like, I feel like most of these problems were brought on by marketing, by straight up outright low, uh, lying about what was in the game versus what wasn't. Like, I feel like. Yeah. Even from the demos of this game where, like, people were excited about it, like, I, I can't really uh, fault the reviewers, like, that were actually featured in the Crowcat video were saying, like, oh, this game's awesome because, like, they were on a highly curated, like, this is this is what we yeah. want the game to be from a from from a development perspective. Yeah, I, I actually think I saw this video. So, but, uh, yeah, but, but yeah, about. yeah, like, the the marketing team completely overpromised and the development team underdelivered because I feel like they were given impossible deadlines. But I don't feel sympathy because I feel like... If you are a company, you have to be a cohesive unit. If your developer says you could fucking uh, give yourself a blowjob in Cyberpunk and you can't do that. So my understanding is that they had like 50 different units like working independently from one another and that they were developing on old. So like this was originally supposed to come out on PS4 and like last console. So then they had to. They were developing on that, and then they had to upgrade it to, like, the newest stuff and focus on that, and it's like they had to rewrite shit. Like, it was just a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I mean, I understand. Like, 
you don't get a situation like the cyberpunk release without a nightmare from like a an organizational perspective but no i don't have sympathy yeah. because i feel like as a cohesive unit if you hear someone straight up lying in an interview like you make a statement like you you as a developer like you have to be like hey guys this is fucked up they're promising this we're gonna get so much heat for this like there were so is there there were so many opportunities where they could just say you know what we we have to address this and they didn't so i I, i'm not super concerned uh do you think it was a matter of the investors like we don't give a fuck you need to put something out no i think the investors legitimately believed the wording of the like the thing is like an investor for the most part they have like board meetings but like they're not gonna like sit down with the individual features of a game like they were promising these things and i understand why they're suing at this point yeah because they were just they, they weren't there it, it just sucks because everyone had such good uh things to say about them because of like witcher 3 and like previous games and stuff like that and then they do like the cyberpunk which a lot of people that do say they've ran it on like you know ten thousand dollar computers and the game's fantastic and stuff like that um a lot of the the screenshots from that video and stuff are from like the ps4 versions which are fucking awful but a lot of them are from the pc as well um there's just insane shit with like a like cars like going through buildings like assets that just don't work assets that say like you know uh temp name here like that kind of shit like um yeah i mean like i <laughs> I, I think I think we both agree on this. I definitely so for both Dana, this is a PSA to Dana only, but if you want to listen, you could also listen. Watch the Crobcat video in its entirety. It's forty minutes, but it goes fast. Watch it, you fucking you fucking ingrit. Just fucking watch it. Holy in, shit. In, ingrit? What's what's an ingrit? Holy shit. Ingrit. Watch the fucking video. I give you homework for the podcast. You don't watch it. Holy shit. I'm going to fucking blow my top at this. I saw a lot of that video. Okay. Anyway, if we want to talk about cool shit. <laughs> Show me cool shit. Uh, No, what's the deal with Twitch? What's yeah, the deal with Twitch? What is the deal with Twitch? I just have a small blurb here because I feel like this is something that's up my alley because I've talked about this on streams before. And like I so Capcom recently released a, a new copyright policy that specifically disallows use of Capcom assets in Twitch emotes. So like Ooh. this is like something that's actually like I've talked about this like, like how many streamers have a fucking like they literally just rip assets from Pokemon. Like they have a Pikachu as their their fucking emote. I'm like, yeah, how is this like a possible? Pikachu emote or like. Or like I know, like Caleb Hart has like fucking like Mega Man heads and like. Oh, stuff that's like actually that. gone. Like, uh, that has to be gone now because Capcom specifically said they said uh, you cannot use uh, Capcom assets without their permissions. Spe- they're like, for example, Twitch emotes. You can't use Capcom assets. I wonder how this affects like uh, the the fan art realm because I feel like fan art is different. That that is like yeah, some sort of it's, well, it's transform. It's somewhat transformative, but like. But like, what if you like take like a Mega Man helmet and put it on like your your per- actual face? I mean, that's that's different. This, they specifically mentioned Twitch emote, so I just I just well, that's wonder. what I mean. Like as a, as a, what that is a Twitch emote, like it's your face with like a uh, Mega okay. Man helmet. Is that I don't know. Is I, that transformative I, I, or that sometimes it becomes tra- uh, transformative? But I feel like this is like we're finally getting there. Like the the ad apocalypse happened on YouTube. The the Twitch DMCA apocalypse happened, but like. Twitch emotes should have been affected a while ago. Like, we were literally just yeah. uploading a SpongeBob image. Like, come on. Or like a Hank Hill face. Yeah, I or... can't believe it took this long. I really can't believe it took till 2021 for a f- company to say, you know what, you like, can't I, do this. Like, I'm sub to, like, maybe five people right now, and I could probably look at, like, emotes, and it's like... Like, I, I would say there's probably like a third of them are just straight-up copyrighted images. Yeah, uh, like, I'm... I'm. There we go. 
Dana has proved my point. I'm actually going to look at the actual amount. Hold on. He's going to calculate it here. Oh, seven, seven-fifteenths of my emotes are actually copyrighted images. Then what about things that from like um, Frank or Frank Z or like Better Twitch TV that are like... I don't think, I don't think they give a shit about FFZ because they're not making money off it. Literally, you have to buy a subscription to get some of these emotes. Yeah. That is, that's, yeah. that's like actually well, like, profit for, for like, for, for like example, like Clint Stevens, it's like, what about like the, the Mario Pepe or like, you know, the, the, the Yoshi with a heart. Well, like, Pepe the, is the, actually the, an interesting case because Pepe has actually done DMCA takedowns before for his emotes, but that's specifically in political cases. Like he doesn't like white supremacists yeah. using his emotes. So like if there's like a white supremacist on a platform, yeah, that makes sense. he'll be like, you know what? If there's a white supremacist on a platform, like every single platform doesn't have white supremacists. Uh, if, if there's a white supremacist on a platform, it'd be like, you know what? You can't use Pepe. I'm DMCAing you. It's like shit. But so what do you think about um, like because like there's like the Twitch Prime emotes that are official from Twitch and they're using copyrighted images. Well, do you think they have special deals? No, they or did. Do you think do they not, just didn't? So yeah. a lot of the a lot of the people forget why everyone has a billion Pikachu emotes, but that was because of a Pokemon tournament promotion. So like that was like legitimately uh, like done as okay. like part of a promotional deal. I actually hate them because they don't really work, and I just have a billion Pikachu faces. I don't like Pokemon that much, so so that's how it works. Well, fuck you. Do you, what is, what other companies do you think are going to jump on the same bandwagon? Do you think it's going to stay or I mean, I don't think it's like what other companies. I think it's like it's it's like going to be a industry standard at some point to be like, "You know what? Why like, do we just allow blatant mis misuse of basically copyright? 100% of retro gamers are have to remove all their I really emotes. I I really so they they can't do fair use. Like it, if something is commissioned and it like it it has enough transformative properties, like I know fair use is like a lot of a video-based concept, but like, I feel like in terms of art, there'd be a lot more DMCAs if like art parodies were not allowed. So I feel like it's going to be blatant rips of assets and Nintendo is going to be the next company. Like the fact that like some people just straight up have Mario sprites as emotes. Some people have like Pokemon sprites because Pokemon is also owned by Nintendo, right? Game Freak is a subsidiary. So, so you think it's different if they use a sprite versus like if they make it like, like, like for example, uh, Clint Love an emote, uh, it's Yoshi holding a heart. Like, do you think that would be taken down? Uh, no, if it's drawn. I like also like Clint, well, yeah, okay, so, emotes, any, so anything Clint has emotes of him like in a link outfit, right? Yes. Those always be fine. Like I, I don't see a scenario where those are, are not fine. Okay, so like anything drawn is probably fine as long as it's not just straight up ripped. Do you assets. see do you yeah, exactly. Do you see people like taking down uh ego raptors like uh animations of Link? No, because No. It's a similar well, situation. I, I wouldn't to be surprised. I, I would, to be honest, I would not be surprised if. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised because he is like. like if Ninten Nintendo went after that kind of shit. I wouldn't be surprised because like, this was like 2010. It was probably like Ego Raptor having Link say the M word. Like, it, it just, yeah. <laughs> come on. Like, it probably shouldn't be around at this point. Yeah, it's like Newgrounds fucking animations. Come on. I only have one other thing to talk about tonight, and it's very important. What's that? As we are both aware, not to get too political, uh, Biden removed the button. At the Oval Office, the 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 faded button, the one that Dude, this is the most important news of the week. I don't know what you're talking about. So it's it's important news, but we're a gaming podcast. We don't like to get political. Trump had a button on the desk that summoned the butler <laughs> to get a diet coke. To be fair, to be uh the fairness doctrine is 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 in effect on this podcast. That button existed for many years. I forget what it was used for for Bush, but Obama used it to summon the butler to get a tea. I don't know how I feel about that. It's just something when you call it the Diet Coke button. 
It just it makes it makes know, me it just, happy because it's like that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's like I need a diet coke. Like you ever seen that one video? It's like what people who like uh, diet coke are like or something. Well, I mean, like Donald Trump himself had a tweet that said, "I never saw a thin person drink diet coke." Well, it's like yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, he's he was not a. He was not a thin boy. I'll say that much. But diet I, Coke also tastes like shit. Tastes like milk. yeah. I mean, I don't like diet sodas. I feel like diet, or I feel like if I'm drinking soda, I might as well treat it as a dessert because, like, that's really what it is. Like, so yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go for the real thing. But this, the question is not whether or not the diet Coke button was like a good idea. Whether or not it's like you you respect it, you admire it, you you wish you had your own. But it is kind of you wish you had your own. If you had a diet Coke button, if you had a a fucking a butler summoning button, what would you summon? What would your Diet Coke button be? Oh, man. Probably, like, Starbucks peach black tea with no sugar. Really? Yeah. Like, that shit's so delicious. I get their unsweetened black tea with uh, peach flavoring, and, it's, like, it's barely sweet, but with peach flavoring. Yeah, I, ge- I guess the button inherently has to be food, right? Food or well, drink? Like, food gonna, or drink? Um, well, it's, like, it'd probably be something to drink like that, because it's, like, my whole thing is I, I wouldn't want to have a button that just gets me Dr. Pepper all the time, because it's, like, I don't want to just drink nothing but Dr. Pepper, versus, like, people who drink Diet Coke, that's, like, all they yeah, drink. Yeah, Diet Coke I would is, want is an obsession. It's not just a drink. Yeah, so it's like I would want something that I can drink like all the fucking time, which is like that. I love I love unsweetened tea personally. Yeah, yeah. I I personally was a huge sweet tea fan, and then I went to China, and now I'm like extreme. I hate no. Sweet yeah, now tea. like I th- like there was literally a point in my life when I was in middle school where I did not drink water because I li- this is a quote I said like multiple times. What's the point of drinking it if it's not flavored? And I lived <laughs> for multiple years of my life not drinking. I didn't drink water for like three years. I love drinking water. It's like my favorite. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is I was super into sweet tea at that point as well. But then I went to China, and then I'm like, oh, they, they don't drink sweet tea in China. I'll say that much. And then I, I got into regular tea, and now I drink Longjing Cha Dragon Ball Tea. Good shit. Dragon Ball Z? Sure. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the episode. If you liked it a lot, make sure to rate us five stars on iTunes and subscribe on whatever podcast app you use. Here's Dana with a ditty. Diddy, 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 look at my titty. Give us five stars so we can go fars. (laughs) That and more if you continue to support. (laughs)